podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee, ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com/voiceiq to discover more. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. I am joined by uh, two clubs that have just had a, a bit of a heated clash. Uh, I'm going to get into it, go around the room, introduce our guys. Uh, oh, how you doing, mate? I'm not too bad, man. Good weekend. Obviously, you know, we gave Liverpool that L. Yeah, uh, what can I say, man? It's been all right. It's been all right. Good, good, good. Uh, Marco, how's it going, mate? I mean, obviously, you're, you're clinging on to what feels like a title win that was years ago, but <laughs> how are you? I'm good, man. We're still champions. But before man has to say Wakanda forever and RIP Chad, man. Big man. Right. Dr. Leroy, also repping heavy. Uh, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good, man. It's Arteta's world and we're all just living in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Okay. We're coming out hot, yeah? yeah all man. right, then. I- I'm, welcome- I'm welcoming the new world order. Uh, before-, before we start, I have to do the usual plug um, our socials. So, obviously, our YouTube channel... For me, the math isn't mathing because every week we get uh, listens in the tens of thousands, but we've got less than 2,000 YouTube subscribers. So, yeah, as Dissi would say, the maths isn't quite working there. So if you're somebody who's engaging with our visuals, watching the, the segments, watching the club pods up on the YouTube channel, it makes sense for you to subscribe. Uh, the only other thing I would think is that you hate to see our faces, which I understand. Uh, if that isn't necessarily to your taste, we've also got our Discord community, got our Discord lives. You can see uh, Marco in there getting pammed on a regular. We've also got spaces uh, to discuss Lewis's uh, latest bet. Uh, and also there's, there's NBA chat. So if, yeah, if you're more somebody who prefers to type, we've got our Discord community. And I just want to take a moment to shout out all, all our Club Pod patrons. Uh, thanks for supporting. And yeah, the, the content just continues. And as I mentioned, the Club Pods, just a reminder that obviously... Uh, the main pod, this pod comes out on a Monday. Uh, Tuesday, we've got Moga. Wednesday, we've got Cop End. 
uh, Thursday, we've got Touchy Gunas. Friday, we've got Chessie Hour. And on Saturday, we've got Touchline Hotspurs. So uh, with that business being taken care of, let's get right into it, boys. So uh, yesterday, the, the Community Shield, which suddenly I'm hearing people call the English Super Cup. Yes. Suddenly, suddenly. I don't know what, what? what that's linked to, but people are suddenly calling it the English Super Cup. Um, I'm going to start with you, Marco. Uh, what were your takeaways from yesterday's game? Cool. First of all, credit where credit is due. Congrats, Arsenal. Done really well. Cheers, mate. Thank you. You executed the game plan amazingly. You have one of the best strikers in the league. In fact, the best striker in the league at the moment, based on form. Um, fun fact, that was the only the second time Alisson was beaten from outside the box. So, yeah, that's applaud it to Aubameyang and what he can do on the ball um, but going into the match I really didn't know what to expect obviously it's still pre-season for a lot of us you lot started your pre-season on Tuesday we started a week ago um, so there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of fitness in terms of say positioning in terms of shape um, I also feel like it's, it is a glorified friendly while it is Arsenal so while speaking on Cop and I said it's an Arsenal game I don't want to lose it because of how many Arsenal fans I know and just the rivalry between myself and Arsenal fans from London. It's not a game you want to lose. The rivalry but... between yourself, so what, you're holding it down for the whole of... No, no, no. Just London, in terms yeah? of, I don't feel like Arsenal are direct rivals to Liverpool on a whole, on a national scale. But Liverpool fans within London have their own individual rivalries with Arsenal fans, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, so, yeah, I feel like you played really well. You executed the game plan. There is the Salah conundrum where I feel like Salah doesn't play well against a back five, especially when the third centre-back, the left centre-back, is the left back because he always beats the left wing-back and then struggles against the left centre-back. So he was quiet. The front Why do you was think quiet. that is? Why do you think that is? I think he tries to do too much. I think... Um, Salah as a player, he tries to take the game on his shoulders a bit too much and he can be greedy at times when he should move the ball but when you're a good player and you're scoring goals and you've got 29 goal contributions in the poor season well, yeah, Goal contributions, there you go, nasty season. brother um, I hear he didn't have a shot yesterday, is that true? Yeah, he didn't have a shot I don't think the front three, in fact no, Mane did Firmino didn't Salah didn't. I think they were all poor yesterday for different reasons. Um, Mane should have been more clinical. There was two main chances. Yeah, would you say those were good saves or poor finishes? The second one, definitely a poor finish. Um, I feel like he took a bit too long to set himself. He could have taken it right after he chested it down. Um, The first one's a bit harder because Martinez is rushing him. So I understand why he missed it, but Mane on form scores that all the time. And that's why us as Liverpool fans lament when he doesn't get, so he doesn't score these chances because we know how clinical he can be. Um, I also feel like going into the game, seeing the lineup, Liverpool fans have a gripe about our midfield and that midfield wasn't the best to be progressive with the ball. It was more to protect Nico Williams, who is 19 years old, is inexperienced who is really, well, good going forward, good enough going forward, still has defensive liabilities. But with Milner and Genie, we slow the ball down a lot. And both of them are not the fastest thinkers. They're not the most progressive midfielders. And that just means a lot of our players held up. 
um, when we brought on Minamino and Kato, we could see the change. We moved into a more of a 4-2-3-1, which I'm really, really excited to see. I feel like with the potential addition of Thiago, that would be a great formation to go to, especially because a lot of teams are figuring out our 4-3-3 and how to isolate Salah in particular, how Bobby's going to have to drop in between the lines. There's not going to be a threat going forward. And in all in all, we played well in spells. Arsenal played well. 1-1 was the right result. Unfortunate for Brewster, he hit the post. So he hit the crossbar. Um, I wanted to see more of him yesterday as well. I wish he got more than the five or whatever minutes he was afforded. But it is what it is, man. Congrats, Arsenal. We'll go into the 46% season. win rate since February, I hear. Should we be worried? No. Because post-lockdown, we already had the league thrown up. So I'm not going to read into it too much. Mm, knocked out of the Champions League, though. Yeah, not tired of the Champions League, which was unfortunate. We yeah, all have lost yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and lost yesterday in a glorified friendly. Well done for getting the Tim. Well, it's not a glorified friendly. I told you, it's the English Super Cup. Mm, yeah, we don't condone that round here still. Well, no, no, no. Do you you mean, what do you mean? You say that. Do, 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 you have, do you have the recent trophy cabinet to turn your nose up at any trophies? I mean, yeah, we've got the PL and the CL, so what else can I want? Two in, two in two years. I mean, beyond that? Okay. Okay, there that's fine. So while you marinate <laughs> on that, I'll, I'll speak to the, the lads from uh, Touchy Gooners. Um, <laughs> Dr. Leroy, uh, what were your takeaways from yesterday's performance? You t- you're telling us we're living in Arteta's world. How so, sir? We're living in Arteta's world, but I just want to bring it back to the Salah point. I didn't want to interrupt one, Marcos. Mm. So um, I think this is actually something that I need to shout out my boy, Stardog Nows. Um, he, he, he's done his job like... Um, yeah. What did you call him? What did you call him? Stardog Nows, How many people have failed the Stardog test? So we've got now Salah. <laughs> we've got... Uh, Adama. We've got Adama Toure. Yeah. We've got... Who else? Who else has failed the Stardog We've got Padlock for them, um, Chelsea. He's Padlock, been, someone. Yeah, um, what was his name? Who's that Chelsea? Right? Pulisic. William. William plays on None. the right for Chelsea. Man, uh, no, no, William, now, William didn't play now, that game, to be fair. Who now plays for you lot? So that's funny still. He, he usually plays on the right, not the oh, left. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. But at the end of the day, yeah, I feel like, in, especially in this match, Salah suffers from something that Arteta does quite a lot. So when he's up against quality wide men, he often uh, goes to Maitland-Niles, because Maitland-Niles is our best 1v1 defender. But what Maitland-Niles does when he plays on the left, he done the same thing to Adama, because Adama's only very dangerous down the left. When you force Adama inside, He's not very good. And I think he's done the same thing Salah. So what he does, he pushes, he, he doesn't let Salah go outside. He pushes him inside, which is not what you normally want him to do. But then he pushes him into Tierney and the centre mid. And he just pushes him into space. And they do it again and again and again. And they just smother that, that side. When he's got a really dangerous player like Mares on that side or like Salah on that side, they just try and crowd them out like that. And I feel like he's been that time and time again. So similar to what Marco was saying, he may be struggling with the left back. But it's because Maitland-Niles is kind of pushing them into that direction and then they literally just crowd on them. And that's why you saw a lot of um, a lot of Shaka picking up a lot of his, um, loose balls. Uh, so he did he did very, very well that game. So, um, But yeah, overall, like personally, I was having this argument in the Touchy Gooners chat. I thought in terms of territory, Liverpool dominated the game. I felt like for minute one... Marco, you are nodding. You didn't even say that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even say that. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? Bro? 
That's implied. That's implied. Pen man said I expect to dominate from minute one to the end of the game. That's man always said implied. That's implied on the podcast. That's always that. implied. Yeah, <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, the thing is, like, so we had this argument because everyone disagreed with me. But really, me dominant is about territory. Um, Liverpool played in the second third and our third basically most of the game. But it, especially in the first 25, 30 minutes, we looked more dangerous. So we had the far better chances. We should have really been 2 0 up. And Ketu should have scored. I think someone else should have scored. Um, but obviously, Aubameyang did his thing. Um, we, we, we look good on the break. So we, we don't have much time in their third, but we, we look quite creative and incisive when we're playing out the back. And we gave them trouble. Um, Liverpool, for all their dominance and all their territory and all their possession, they really lacked the final third, like that, that edge, that quality in the final third to really break us down. And that's what they, they let that, someone who's knitting them together. And that's what Firmino's apparently supposed to do. So yeah, I don't know what he was on yesterday. Uh, that's Kato's job. That's Kato's job. <laughs> it wasn't on the pitch. When Kato came on the pitch, oh, he still. Well, all I hear is about Firmino being like creative. He's a creator. He's our number 10. That's interesting to me, Marco, because obviously if he's not scoring, we know he's not scoring, and he's mm. starting, and you lot are struggling to knit it together, you start to ask the question of what is he bringing? I what does he actually he offer to the team more time? Yeah. I honestly expected Brewster to start yesterday and just because of pre-season form, the timing of the community showed Bobby not being fired, well, not firing and Brewster being on form at the moment. I was expecting Brewster to get the nod. But Bobby is a, is a weird player. Like, he's yeah. so good for us because of how he drops in. It's not just what he does on the ball, it's what he does off the ball. Oh and yeah, we're we're, we're we're very well aware. We of know that, that man. You might call him like a defensive striker already. We, we get that. <laughs> we hear you still. But you know what? I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do a little hot take. I feel like Bobby will get over 15 league goals this season. Huh? I feel like Bobby will get over 15, 15 goals. League goals. Not even just not even just goals. goals. League goals. Oh. Yeah, over 15 league goals. If if yeah. after caveat it, after caveat it, if we get Thiago. Yeah, but I you just like said you you just good. mentioned something about you lot going to a four two three one formation. Yeah. Imagine Firmino mm. up front for you, and he's gonna, not out. He's not out out scoring striker. That's that's gonna get you more than what you what you're saying. I don't think you get more than ten mm. goals, bro. Do you know what? You need yeah. to, well, you we need to remember his record last season. How many goals did he score at home? Okay, he scored one goal at home. He scored nine goals in total. A lot of that, them that's, being that's that's terrible. A lot of bro. them being game openers, and a lot of them being game winners. Nah, nah, yeah. that's. For, for, I mean, when you say, you, hold on, hold on, when you say a lot, you scored nine goals in total, so a lot is it's a bit of a cheeky word to use in that, in, in that case. If a lot, a lot is six or seven, isn't it? A lot is six or seven. I <laughs> Relative, okay. As, okay, a lot as in the, the percentage yeah. of the nine that were winning goals or yeah. uh, openers. Okay, okay, I see, cool. I see. Do you know what is with Firmino for me, though? Mm. That he's actually a good footballer. Like, as a footballer, he, yeah, he he's, he's sick. But as a striker... I'm sorry, man. He's just he, for me. You lot should have gone for Timo Werner if you could, and of course he's gone Chelsea now. But for mm. me, if he's your striker next season, I, I kind of and you obviously change formation to what from the system you're playing now. I would kind of be worried if I'm a Liverpool fan because really and truly, I don't feel like I'm worried. Jed, is when we went to the four-two-three-one, it was very fluid. One thing that we've all said across Copend is we couldn't tell what position what players were playing in certain positions because we had Minamino floating in there. We had Salah, who likes to be a number nine, who likes to drag himself into that position. And we had Mane, who could push there. So there was a bit of flexibility across them. Firmino was dropping slightly deeper to create. He could push up whenever he wanted. 
but he was dropping slightly deeper to create. So personally, I don't feel like it will be an issue moving forward, especially when you have two people contributing 20 league goals a season. I don't really care. Well, I do care about my number nine, but that alleviates some of the pressure from my number nine. So on top of that, sorry, second point, I feel like we are working on the forward as a deal. I don't know who it's going to be, but I expect us to bring the forward before. What's that based on? Based Just vibes. On, it sounds like vibes, to be honest. <laughs> it, is, it is a lot of vibes. It is a lot of vibes. But from what I'm hearing, Brewster isn't going to be used a lot. So from what Klopp's saying... I've seen, I did see on Twitter today, um, he's been linked away to Sheffield United. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, probably what, he, obviously, he's done, his thing, he's done his thing in the championship. Yeah, uh, You want to see him at, in the Prem now. I think, yeah. yeah, it's a big step up from a Swansea to, yeah, to yeah. Um, this, this Liverpool side. And every time Klopp has talked about him, he's mentioned protecting him and that he's still young. So I feel like Klopp is very tentative in using him because he knows stuff like Sunday, sorry, Saturday could happen where he misses and then he gets slandered for it, which wasn't well, you see, like, you see the thing with that protective thing, yeah? Like, mm-hmm. if he's good enough, like, yeah. 20 years old striker, if he's good enough, he's ready. Look at um, Haaland. Haaland's the same age as him. And yeah, that's look what view. he's doing, isn't it? For me, like, if he's not cutting at 20, obviously he's going to improve, isn't it? But... Mm. Uh, 19, by the way. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, what about your boy Zellalem? Uh, oh. No, nah, like, about... <laughs> so he, he went as a striker, and you, you, you already start seeing the glimpses from strikers, and it nah, for me, and it. Nah, that's I personally feel like Bruce has shown enough glimpses to because oh, I look at I look at Enketi, and it. I don't think Enketi is going to make an Arsenal long term, personally, and it. That's mm. just me. Strikers mature late, like strikers generally mature late. A lot of their game is about intelligence, moving around the box, things you learn. You only get the exceptional strikers. How many strikers come in and bang early? Like really start banging in their career. Strikers really start finding their feet and getting their goals at twenty. Only the phenomenon. Only the phenomenon really. Only the phenomenon. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, so, so like Brewster, yeah, he might not be ready to do something for Liverpool now, and it might be able to get pretty penny for him, and he might have to work his way up. But I wouldn't say like, look at Ireland because Ireland's a young phenom, so it's not really fair to Brewster. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, um, who would you bring in though? Like, if you like targeting a striker now, who would you target? Though, we right had now? a little patron about a transfer game about who you would personally bring in. I feel like me personally, I would want to bring in the buy because I feel like he'll suit us very well in that false nine. He'd be able to do the Firmino role and score goals off of outside of the box for it, can play on the left and right, can play in that number 10 position if we move into a 4 2 3 1 as well. Ooh, the a lot of 10, yeah, okay. Offers us a lot of tactical flexibility in it. So, you know. Fair enough. What about Igalo? I hear he's going to be available yeah, soon. Yeah, we don't want them to there still. We don't want them <laughs> cool. So, Leroy, you were you still talking. Sorry, we, we digressed a bit. Yeah, yeah so bad. just your, your... Arsenal, overall, like, this is... Mikel Arteta, obviously, come out and said this is not how he wants to play. Like, this is not what he's feeling. But he's got to do what he's got to do with the squad available. I don't think ideally he wants to play a back three, but we have to because our defence is so weak and we really haven't got the midfield to help protect them. So, um, but yeah, overall, I feel like what he's working with, he's doing well. Like, we're actually competing with these teams, uh, even though, obviously, Liverpool had two weeks uh, more more training than us, so they're a lot fitter than us. But I, I feel like we were right, apart from the last 15 minutes, where we really struggled for energy. But we had some stand-up performances, like, obviously, Aubameyang did his thing with the goal. Um, overall, played pretty well. The guy's a shooter. The guy's a certified shooter, man. That was a beautifully taken goal, man. 
We need we need to get him on that new contract, is man. It needs to be announced, bro. I can't I can't take it anymore, man. Announce the thing, yeah. Announce the thing, bro. Sand the thing, sand the thing. Like like the way we actually made that goal was very good, and it's something that we've done quite often. We've um, been playing out the back, supplementing, try and isolate Abamian on the other wing, so get to one wing, switch it over, and then and then Abamian let Abamian do his thing. So it's something that we've practiced a lot. And it's something that's coming out. So you can see the patterns of play that we're starting to develop. So he had a, a good performance all round. And Tierney, fantastic signing. He, he was superb again. Stardog, obviously, my guy, superb. Sounds like, he's stay, sounds like he's stay, staying now. And he got an England yeah, that, call up that's as really well. good news, so man. It's been a, he, been a hell, of a, hell of a week for the, the lad. Hell of a birthday, um, man. He had a perfect birthday, essentially. Lovely. I'm still saying, don't get me wrong. Nah, Would you? Oh, okay. Do you know what? I feel well, like think if, we can, if we can, if we can, I'd rather get rid of Bellerin rather than Maitland Niles. Mm, that makes more sense to me. Too. I, I feel Absolutely. like obviously the thing is that in the hindsight that Cedric signing was so stupid, man. That, that because <laughs> like, at the end of the day, it would be nice if we had Bellerin and um, Maitland Niles competing together, but we don't have a choice now because we've got Bellerin and Cedric in between them, and we've got to sell either Maitland Niles or Bellerin. The Cedric signing was silly because he his legs are gone. Yeah. But I could see why, if on paper, he can cover both sides. He's had experience playing left back extensively and right back extensively. So it's good versatility. And obviously, the experience in international and stuff like that. But they didn't look at the fact that his legs are finished. The guy can't run. And that's not really what you want in the Premier League. He should have gone Really? To he's at 28, isn't he? Oh, he can't run, fam. Look at him running in trees. Yeah, he's very slow, man. Man, you hate to see it. Well, I love to see it, actually. Ooh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some of the things as well, like Braddock Shaka, he gets a lot of stick from Arsenal fans, yeah. And even though we're keeping it on the low low, he's been very, very good since Arteta's coming. Yeah, well, actually, I seen him in the team sheet. I thought we were going to dominate you in midfield, yeah, but he played really well. And then he played really well as well. Okay. I won't lie to you. And then he, like, again, he's uh, he's a basic Ben. He's not green really, green belt green belt CM green man. CM, yeah, he's not really mm. our cup of tea because he's too conservative. But if you want him to do keep it nice and tidy, technically he's actually very good. So he can do he can do the one-two touch football like no problem. So um, another another good performance. Bellerin, even though I think he's toast, like he had another good performance as well. Um, Ruiz was pretty good. So yeah, like over, all round, especially defensively, we had some decent performances. Doing well. So you just got a t- uh, two trophies within his first nine months as a head coach. He's implementing his style of play. Gabriel didn't play. Saliba, Willian, Saleh, he's come out. Uh, it looks like Arteta and Edu are the ones who are taking the, the reins at the club. How 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 bullish are you guys feeling? Yo, I, I'm not feeling bullish unless we've got three midfield signings, and that can include the yeah. back on loan. Because the, the, one of the, I know our defence was a big issue, but a lot the biggest issue in my opinion is also midfield, both defensively and creatively. We didn't have enough legs in the team or enough athletes to really make a massive defensive difference. The only person who makes a defensive difference and puts up good defensive numbers is Pereira, and he really has come out of favour. Um, but then we didn't have enough offensive, we didn't have enough technical quality, we didn't have enough ability to sustain attacks, ability to pen teams in. So we need three midfield additions. So we're going to need someone who's an athlete, like Thomas Partey, who we're commonly linked with. Um, then we're going to need someone who um, technically is good, like the hour who we're linked with, but I don't think we're going to get that quality player. Um, and then we need another one who's technically good, like bringing Sabalas back on loan. So if, like, to be honest, I would feel bullish if we had two offensive midfielders, if we had Sabalas and Hour, because I could see you moving Aubameyang central, Willian to the left. You could have Pepe, instead of using Pepe as a creative force, which he's not been very good, 
use him as a sort of inside forward because he's a relatively good finisher and he scored a decent amount of goals at Lille doing the same kind of role. So if we change his role, use William as a creator and if we produce what he did for Chelsea last season and then you've got a technical base with Ceballos and Awa and then party at the base, I would be very bullish and I think, look, that's at least going to challenge for the top four. We might not make it, but we're, we're going to be closing the gap. But until then, until we get three midfield additions, I don't see a finish yet. Mm, yeah, so it's just about what, 100, 110 million pounds worth of uh, business, I don't think. Yeah, it's going to be difficult because at the same time, we've got a lot of players we need to sell for us to even make that happen because we've got the likes of Kolasinac we need to get rid of, who's going to buy him because of the wages. So the problem we have at the moment is that a lot of that's, a lot of that's players, not a long list. That was one person. Who oh no, I could. Holding, Chambers, El Nenny's on it. Torreira's on it. Um, Actually, no how about these? shit. So no. Yeah, that's the problem we have. The, 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 these players are not that good, in it. So it's not easy to sell them, especially when the, when you've got Kalasinac on, let's say, 110k a week. Like. Mm. That's a lot to take on for another club. And then you've got Rob Holden. We need to get rid of him. Obviously, Leeds wanted to take him or something for, what was it, 10 mil? I don't know the bid. Um, but ish, like, I think they probably realised, oh, he's actually shit. Let's not, <laughs> let's not go through it. <laughs> but um, obviously, like, I've seen um, Newcastle linked to him. So probably get him out on loan. Maybe like, hopefully he has a good season and then we can probably get a good fee off him, um, off someone to sell him. I mean, like, yeah, we, we've, got, we've got to just... Sell players with the right feed just to help us in this transfer window, basically. No, I, I just, I just literally get rid. I'll get rid at any cost. Uh, well, not any cost. I just get the best feed. Like first, like I said, I'll do buy one get one free. Just literally flog. <laughs> you know, yeah, because I think. What are you saying? You, 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 the thing is, yeah, a lot. Of, this is a lot of sales are about optics. So Liverpool, when Liverpool, because they're doing so well, they can sell their shit players for good money. And yeah. These guys aren't even playing, you know, and they're getting sold for good. They sell Solanke oh, you, you for don't 17, the they sell Solanke for 17 million. For 11, oh, they were saying 25 mil for them, Rian Brewster, but I was thinking, what, bro? We can't even get that for Enketia, bro. He's English, bro. English premium. Fam, no, one, no one's paying that to us for Enketia. It's just what it's just what Leroy just said, though, but like, because you're doing well, you can command this fee. We can't do that. He's got medals. He's got medals. Arsenal are seen as not doing well, underachieving. Of it, and also we pay our players pretty well, so the kind of teams that are going to want to take them can't afford them. Number one, and the optics of it, we, we're not look, we're not we're a struggling club, so we're not going to get top dollar for our players. So we've got to just do a reset now and just think, look, we're going to have to bite the bullet, do an investment, sell the players at what we can get them for, stop asking for unrealistic prices. Yes, I know we're bad tellers, but we need to change that in the future. But now is not the time. Just get them out the door, get as much money as you can in, invest in the team, and then hopefully we don't make that mistake in the future. Quick question. I haven't heard that much noise about party at the moment. What's going on on that front? No, party. Yeah, what's going on on that front, I, I man? Atletico pretty yeah. much told Arsenal straight, yeah, pay his release for your fuck off, basically. Fuck off. Sorry for my language. But yeah, they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't want to sell they're him. Not, they're not trying to negotiate. So they, they're just, yeah, simple as that. They don't want to sell him. So it's up to Arsenal. Pay his release clause mm. and you get your player. Cause you obviously think you will? Um, we don't, I think, we don't have the money for it unless we make sales. Yeah, we need to make sales. It's wait, like, we're the same boat, man. Boat boys FC gang. Like, nah, nah, you're, you're fine, though, because obviously, like, you still got a good squad, relatively. Like, you, you yeah, just want Premier League. But we've got an issue here where... not going back to back, still. This squad currently as it is, is not going back to back. I hear you still, but yeah, at the same great, time... Only the great, great teams go back to back. So that's no knock, that's no knock on you, uh, Mark. I mean, Arsenal never did it. So, yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, Mariah, Mar- 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 chill, fam. That was like that, man. Don't come with them little shots like that, bro. I wasn't even a little shot. Oh, oh, I'm I'm not- the team's gone unbeaten, big man. Just, uh, yeah, trust me. Here we go. I, I think it's a perfect time to, to go on to our next, our next segment. <laughs> All right, so... Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, mate. Um, <laughs> so, um, Harry Maguire. So, uh, mm. he's been found guilty of assaulting, swearing in public and trying to bribe a police officer. He was given a 21-month and 10-day suspended sentence. Then he was dropped uh, from the England squad by Gareth Southgate, who picked him for the England squad, knowing what was going on, by the way. But yeah, he he, he dropped madness. him. Uh, he's recently appeared on television to basically just give us his 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 side of. Oh, he the, did that his... shit. Guilty as he's fuck. Done it. Oh <laughs> my god, guys, 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 guys. <laughs> before you before you start claiming people are guilty on Touchline Brackers <laughs> platform, uh, you will say the opinion. Yeah, yeah, libel. These are the opinions of all. And the opinions of Marco, and if you <laughs> want to take them to court, honor at me, and I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you their addresses so you can, you can come at them. Hey, that other real though, oh, bro, that is such a mess, man. That whole situation. Did you see the interview? But in the interview, he said he doesn't feel like he owes anyone an apology. He I, I respect him for. Do you know what? You I respect him. For, I respect him for sticking to what he's like. What he's ready said. I respect him for sticking yeah. to it. When you, you know lie, what? you have to lie with chest still. You have yeah. to lie and just go for it. Like You just have to say, it wasn't me. I wasn't there. All of that. I just have to stick to the story. Sorry, or Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, United have, have stood be- 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 behind him. Obviously, they've gone for a retrial. So, I say gone for a retrial. Things currently stand. Those things that he was um, be made guilty of, he actually technically isn't now. So, until the results of the retrial happen... He's basically just a man waiting to, to, to see what happens. But yeah, like I said, no I apology. Heard, I heard that's technically untrue. Is it? Technically, what are we talking about? Yeah, so because apparently, um, I was listening to some other pods, obviously, you know, free promo right here. But they were saying that the um, some some legal person in Greece was saying, no, that, that's technically not true. So pictures ah. do stand until um, awaiting further appeal. Okay. Mm. That makes more sense to me, to be fair. Until his, I mean, his legal advice told him the other one. Otherwise, and they are wrong essentially. Okay, so they were telling him he's innocent until proven guilty again, but he's actually guilty until he proves his own innocence. Uh, he appeals it, and then he has to. Then oh. he gets yeah. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, it, it was interesting to me because you know he he had a lot of vocal support. Wayne Rooney was in the papers this weekend. Uh, I guess chastising England for 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 turning their backs on him. Um, Jamie Carragher was talking. Uh, footballers don't ever use the words like, "Do you know who I am?" It's weird to me because in, in society, people love to shit on people below below them constantly. But yeah, Jamie Carragher says that doesn't happen. Gary Neville's also kind of said, listen, no one's going to judge us for him and we're just going to carry on because he's a good lad. Um, I mean, touchline, since we started, we've been vocal about kind of how, how reporters report the news and, and the treatment certain players of certain complexions get over other players. So you guys are, are, are all aware. What are your thoughts on the, the outside looking in on how this has been reported and yeah, how, how McGuire has been treated, essentially. He's been, he's been treated like he's been the one who's, who's been wronged, essentially. Of course there's going to be some preference. Uh, so, do you want to go, Leroy? Uh, I'll go for it, yeah. So, to be honest, I wouldn't have a problem with this in isolation because I do feel like there should be an element of you should back your own. So, if you're a footballer, you back other footballers. Or if you're ex-footballer, you back other footballers. But... When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. 
Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. The only problem I have is in the framing compared to, which are quite severe misdemeanors compared to black players who do minor things. So, for example, they're saying he shouldn't be removed from the England squad, blah, 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 and they shouldn't turn their back on him. But Raheem Sterling had a quick scuffle with someone about a pit, something that happened on the pitch before, and he gets dropped from the England team. There's no one backing him there. Um, the way Raheem Sterling and other players are portrayed in the media for minor things, Harry, Harry Maguire's getting portrayed like a hero for doing this thing. I'm thinking it just doesn't really make sense. It doesn't compute. So all I'm asking for is a bit of consistency. I don't really mind you backing your boys, but back all your boys, black, white, whatever. Um, and that's what that's what's annoying to me. So, um, yeah, I'm not really pointing it out to, to get out Maguire because I, I don't really care. Like, Maguire's whatever, but I just would like some consistency. And it just shines a light on how, how these people feel and their initial reactions to people and just how they... It's like they're reflex, isn't it? It's like they're reflex. They automatically go and put an arm around him where that doesn't happen with the same the equivalent of that there. That's, in, that's a tr interesting you say back to your own. Does that then ask a further question that... Are these people considered their own in the first place? Do they even see it from that perspective where they need to be back in their own when it comes to players who aren't necessarily white? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to get onto. So obviously, racism is a bigger problem than football. So it is a problem that extends beyond football. So all of these connotations and all the comments and biased comments that are going to be coming out are inherently from something else. Yeah, I understand the whole back your own thing. Um, wrongly, Liverpool did it with Suarez. Like, I don't like bringing that up, but we've apologies. Done... I got it. Apologies, I got it massively wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like you just sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say you're wrong. But in the time, you're always going to defend your player. You're going to defend your own people. And you lot knowing me, I've always said I don't have external gripes with my players. Like people might cuss me now, them I personally won't externally. Internally, I'll slander him. I'll tell him anything about himself because I know as a player I don't want to be seen as the poorest in that category or seen as being a weaker link so when players are being coddled by the media and stuff like that I do understand it I know where it comes from and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon because racism like I said earlier is a bigger problem with football it takes a lot of education in fact we don't know what it takes to change racism because racism hasn't changed over this whole time. So it will take a lot for us to get to a point where the media reports on everything in equal standing. But when someone is wrong, you need to put your hands up and say he's wrong. So if he is convicted, I expect everybody that has said, you know what, we're backing our boy. He's a good lad. He's never going to do it. They need to come out and recant their statements or put out something that shows 
why they were wrong for doing what they did. But there's a, there's another element to this as well as the racism element. There's unfortunately the the British exceptionalism or English exceptionalism element. So you you see a lot of cases where a lot of Brits or a lot of English people go abroad and they are at their own place and mm -hmm. rules and regulations of the nation state that they've walked into. Now um, I feel like that's a case where like Mobile has gone to a foreign country and what, whatever you think it doesn't matter. They're they're their laws. It's their judicial system. You have to respect their laws and you have to respect their judicial system. So you, you can't just say, no, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. But bruv, you're in their country. So one, one important thing is they should expect the rule, respect the ruling, sorry. Fair enough if they feel like they want to appeal and retry and that's part of their, um, part of their system, fine. But if they, again, because this is going to, I think it's going to be a year. So this is going to be hanging over Man United for a year um, uh, till, the next, till the next retrial. Um, so I feel like sometimes... British people need to eat a bit of humble pie and need to sort of respect the rules of other countries. But um, it's, it's, it's a bit of a messed up situation um, what, what we find ourselves in because I'm just, I can't help thinking if this was Pogba, if this was Sterling, the kind of fallout we'd be seeing. Buried, buried. We know it, man. We know it. they've been buried for less, man. Been, like, remember, the story was told in great deep. Like the, 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 the police officers and the guys over there, they, they, they did well to tell us the, the detail of what happened. And when you hear the details back, it sounds like a, a lot went on. Obviously, uh, as, as time goes on, more, more facts will come to light. But listen, man, the, the players you mentioned, um, Leroy, they, they've been they've been buried for less, you know. They've been buried for less, so I don't think we can expect anything different to, to have happened. And it's so funny that the same people who are standing behind Maguire now um, have have shown those opinion about those said players. In my opinion, for less, for less, like you know, I don't know why Gary Neville doesn't like Anthony Martial. Seems like it doesn't matter how well he plays. He's made his decision on Marshall and that decision can't change. It sticks forever. Yeah, Paul Pogba. He's made that decision on Paul Pogba. Uh, Sooner, when he plays well, Sooner. he should yeah. he should be playing he should be playing well. And when he plays bad, get this guy out of my club. But when it comes to Harry Maguire, um he, he's a good lad and it, whatever happened was an accident and we're not gonna use it to judge him. Like you guys say, let's just have let's just have some consistency. Either back all your people or hold them all to the the, the same standards. They're they're all supposedly role models, no? Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about the, yeah. the, 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 the captain of one of the biggest clubs in the world, uh, England International, one of the most high-profile players in this country. Anyway, yeah, I think we, we, we've said enough about that. Let's, let's, let's go on to the next um, topic. I don't think... Well, like one thing I will say, though, is like slowly, slowly things are changing because I'm seeing more and more reports which are speaking up about the disparities between how people are, um, people are addressed in the media. So like, I feel like this, having these discussions and I feel like all you listeners and stuff, bringing it up online, bringing it up and making sure that people, that they know that like, we're not going to not... Yeah, no, no one's yeah, going to have it. No one's having all it. Of you, like, I, think, I think that's what social media has done, though. Like, mm. people are getting called out for, um, rightfully so, for mm. saying nonsense, essentially. Because, uh, for example, we're going to get onto COVID, about discussion about COVID, but, you know, like, Sterling came back from Jamaica and they tried to um, pin it on him when, for going on holiday with Usain Bolt. They just tried something. They tried to make a headline out of nothing that shouldn't have been made a headline. So, yeah, it's just... But now, like, everyone's just calling them out. I mean, the other day, I saw a Crystal Palace, one of those big Crystal Palace um, Twitter accounts. Some um, Sky News reporter um, tried to accuse him of racism, which is utter nonsense. And everyone rightly so called him out on it. So it's nice to see it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, shout yes, out to sir. every single person on social media doing your bit. Shout out to Touchline for 
coining PMP and getting the conversation, well, bringing up, bringing more speed to the conversation. So yeah, man, shout out everybody doing their thing, man. We need to continue fighting the good fight. Keep, ste- keep stepping on the nets, really. Yeah. That's, that's all we can do. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, you already took us into our next topic. Um, listen, Dr. Leroy is a class doctor, so it makes no sense for us not to use his expertise here. So, I mean, in the last couple of weeks, we've heard Pogba's had COVID, Sterling, about uh, half a dozen or so Chelsea players are in isolation, Spurs and Newcastle players in isolation too. Uh, with everything that's been going on, you know, sports every single night, uh, everybody getting to work from home, etc., etc., etc. People seem to have forgotten that we're actually living through a pandemic. It's literally gone to the back of everybody's minds. Um, the, the, the reason I mentioned this is because there are still plans for uh, stadiums to uh, reopen in some capacity in October. So the idea is to still uh, implement social distancing measures, which would mean like a stadium like Old Trafford, which has capacity of 76,000, would only have about 21,500 uh, to 20 to 21,500 fans in there. And then somewhere like Turf Moor, which has got like 22,000, would only have like 6,000 fans in there. What are your thoughts about the plans to, to, to roll out a re-entry into the stadium? And I guess a lot of people pointing fingers at players, actually, because obviously they're in their holiday season, pointing fingers at players catching COVID. At the end of the day, this was bound to happen. So you had the players under a strict testing regime. Um, obviously, they were allowed to be with their families. However, they, were, they weren't having too many different contacts. Now, they've all gone on holiday. They've all gone abroad. They've all gone on planes. They've all, they're all partying. Like, you, you were bound to get a massive spike in players getting COVID um, from, from, from these actions. I mean, it was completely inevitable. So that's absolutely fine. Now, it makes it difficult because I think the, the number of cases will again start to fall, um, hopefully, when all the players get back in their normal routine, everyone's back from holiday, everyone's served their quarantines, et cetera, et cetera, depending on obviously what COVID is like in, in the country as a whole. Um, but yeah, this is, this is bound to happen. And I feel like they're, just, they're, they're doing pretty well, to be honest. They're just carrying on doing the isolation thing. Um, and yeah, they're just keeping it moving. Now, as for stadiums, um, stadiums like, like I said, they're mostly outdoor. Um, you, you can have a reasonable amount of social distancing. Um, obviously, it's you've got the balance between the public health point of view and the economic point of view because we're we're going to have to live with this for a, a while. It's going to be a long yeah. time. Um, I mean, I'm, the only thing that's really really going to stop it is that because we're not really sure about the level of immunity conferred either. If this is a long lasting immunity or it's a relatively short lasting immunity, there are some potential cases which have been reported of reinfection, but we're not sure how true they are and that needs to be explored further. But um, it's a balancing act. So if if you want to, from a public health perspective, you say, no, don't open stadiums because it is going to increase the chance of COVID spreading, but that's people's livelihoods, that's people's jobs. So um, you're going to have to find a way to find a balance. So yeah, I can see them doing it. The thing is as well, you've got to look at the the European continent because they're ahead of us so you're seeing like a massive well not massive but you're seeing acceleration of COVID cases again in sort of the continental countries Um, that might be the case that happens here as well uh, particularly in France particularly in Spain Um, so it's going to be a tricky thing because I don't if we come to another peak how we were before I'm not sure how the team I'm not sure how the Premier is going to manage it are we going to shut down again Um, are we going to 
I don't think they can. I don't think they. I think they will. They will make that like the. I mean, it was the last resort this time, but but even more so. Like if everything they've had to roll out with the eat out to help out and slowly even making people feel confident enough to go back outside again, to go back to everybody being locked down. I, I don't think they're gonna I, I do was, it, I man. Was general, actually, I was thinking football. So I was thinking, ah, okay, <laughs> okay. Shutting down the country again, but in football, are they gonna stop the league again if they get too many? Mm. Are they gonna um, keep fans away? Because the thing is, clubs are dying. Fans are the life, the the life force, sorry, of football. Um, clubs like Arsenal, that's twenty five percent of their revenue gone. Um, they've planned for this revenue. They've like structured everything around this revenue. So football can't function for that long without fans. So I don't, I don't really know what they're going to do. So they have to make some efforts to bring it back. Otherwise, football will die. But it's a yeah, safety. Yeah, like you say. Yeah, is that is that is that balance of. No, right answer. I've got my personal opinions, but I like to keep those to myself a little bit. Of course, yeah. People say, Dr. Leroy said, yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, Marco, oh, any thoughts you want to add? No, I think Leroy summed it up perfectly. It's an economic issue in it that like we want to get fans back in the stadium to generate revenue. The your club's, your, pl- your club, beat it, bleeding, big man. You, yeah, you don't need it still. still. I think, I think like, out, out, out of the clubs in the Premier League, only like three clubs can really. Be fine. Well, not mm. like be fine, like long term, but in, in the short term, going to be fine over the period. Probably what I'll N- say. Name, 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 names. Obviously, your mm. team. I'm not going to lie. You know, yeah. you no, name, names. That. I don't know. Man United, Man United right. got that Muller. You. you got yeah, that Muller. Yeah. Chelsea, you got that Muller. Uh, I'll say City, City as well. Oh, you man. got that Muller, man. So I, that's the three teams I'll say. Mm. Yeah, and everybody else is it's a bit sticky for the rest of us. In terms of that, in terms of atmosphere, that likely we said we're gonna to have to live with this for a few years, isn't it? So I understand the fact that we want to bring fans into the stadium. I think for me personally, it's a bit too early. Um, they're, call, they're calling you. They're calling you the atmosphere FC. Yeah, though. I can't lie. I was gonna say they're that. Call, they're calling yeah. you the atmosphere mm. FC. So I mean, you can't, that, you, no one can handle it on a. But uh, Tuesday night at Anfield, still nobody can. With fans, that. so add, add that caveat. With fans, with fans, with fans, with fans. Is what it is, man. Regardless of you don't finish in tenth. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Hey, Mariah, let's put a bet live on air. Let's put a bet live on air. Atmosphere <laughs> FC, you know. It's like forget the diagram, forget the forget the the, the, the football degrees, etc. Get the fans in the stadium and just shout as loud as you can, man. That would do it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but 40,000 scouts are shouting at me, bruv. That, I'd be scared. I'd be scared. <laughs> I'll tell you that, man. I ain't trying to leave them with a W if them men are, them men are on my back still. I'm it is what it is, though. And obviously, we want fans back into the stadium as quick as possible. Just in terms of game atmosphere for everybody, not just Liverpool. I know Liverpool, we tend to thrive off it because we are the greatest team in the world. I'm yeah. going to say that again, the greatest team in the world, so you heard it correctly. Yeah, I don't but, know what you're basically <laughs> continue. But, um, yeah, like, I hope, well, hopefully it's something that we'll be able to deal with. I still feel like it's a bit too early to bring fans into the stadium, but, but like... To be said, fair, um, the target is uh, mid-October, so, which is mm. literally around the corner. Yeah, yeah. So, which I think is the early target for me. They, they've already started with non-league. I think, like, non-league is already, like, by end of September, I think they're targeting like a five percent. Non-league haven't got fans, they can't run. Yeah, without yeah, fans, they yeah. can't run, so they don't really have a choice in non-league. Mm. I wonder what's going to happen with because they're showing they're allowed to show three PM games now. Yeah. So, 
Obviously. Isn't that just still isn't that just still fans allowed back in though? That's still fans allowed back in, but what I'm saying is they're these rebates that they had to give the television companies. Oh, yeah, they'll yeah. they money back from, yeah, they'll recoup slightly from things. But they get more games, so I don't know how that's going to work. Because now. Shout out Amazon Prime. Hopefully, Amazon Prime gets some 3 pm games because I love the Amazon oh, Prime man, coverage. So it was live, man. Ultra HD thing. Yeah, we, we don't plug other platforms on here, big man. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, my bad. You're clearly in Jeff Bezos' back pocket, but randomly <laughs> plugging Amazon Prime on our platform. What the hell? <laughs> hey, Jeff, right. <laughs> I, need that, I need that new drip. I need that new drip. Oh. You need that new, that new purple do-rag, yeah? All right, cool. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> uh, next one I want to get you guys' opinions on. Uh, Sky Sports are doing an absolute madness. They've sat Charlie Nicholas, Boy. Matt Letizia, Phil Thompson, Scott Pinto, they've gotten rid of soccer um, Sunday. The debate show goals on Sunday. Sunday supplement, sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, we saw Ian Wright. He posted a video a few days ago because obviously the feeling among the British populace is that um, these guys are going to be replaced by the likes of, you know, Alex Scott, uh, Micah Richards, Jermaine Genus. They ain't having it. Um, yeah. So I've got, I guess, a couple of questions for you lot. Um, what do you think is causing Sky to do it? Is it, is it the pressure from platforms such as us? Or... You, uh, they've said it's due to COVID and, you know, the, the, the stream of uh, live games coming thick and thin. They feel like they need to change their offering. What do you think is, is causing them to make these, these decisions? I think, it's, I think it's multifactorial. I feel like, obviously, COVID has been a catalyst for a lot of things. So COVID is everyone's, everyone's pockets tight. Everybody's pockets are tight. So they're thinking, right, everyone's looking around and reviewing what's going on. And I feel like that generation of pundit they can see is they're, they're on the way out and they've been on the way out for a while and it's actually the rise of online and social media and the, the new generation of pundit and the new generation of football coverage which, which are pushing them out and I feel like Sky probably reviewed the situation and thought look these guys are this is still we need to re- revamp in the new world so that, that that's what I think has happened anyway um, but I don't, I don't think it's really a, a racism thing that pushed them all out. No it's definitely not I think partially, yeah, I reckon um, quite a few of those shows, the numbers must be going down, like the number of viewers. I mean, how many people really sit down and watch a Sunday supplement now on a Sunday I morning? I haven't any of those shows for a long, long time. Like, even um, Goals of Sunday, I can't remember. I mean, maybe it's different for other people, but I can't remember last month I turned on Sunday, like TV on Sunday well, to Dem- watch. Well, Dems, who was supposed to be on, was, was really trumping uh, Goals on Sunday, to be honest. Uncle, Uncle Dems, can, like, we can forget about <laughs> Uncle Dems. But, but them, them shows, like all those pundits that, that have been let go, they, like Lee would just said, man, they, most of them are washed. Like, there's a 40-year-old man and a 20-year-old man. Yeah, like, yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, most of these pundits are watching, man. Like, I, I mean, like, Soccer so- Saturday, you get Chad Luke Nicholson and um, whatever the other one's name is. They just talk about the same thing. Analysis, there's no analysis. They don't, they don't give us something that we don't really know. Do you get what I'm saying? It, it, it's just, like, more time as well with, um, I think, like, feel like um, only match of day is probably going to survive during this period because, obviously, it's because of the culture. Of match of the day and it, like everyone just match of the day will always be watched. But in terms of that no debate and the debate, whatever, it's it's been overdue. Like for it to go, it's been overdue. And especially like goals on Sunday, I, I don't see the point in goals on Sunday anymore. We've got YouTube to watch the highlights now. No, I do like a bit. I like a bit of highlights, man. Got, having a goal show is, is is pretty cool. Um, but it's just about the analysis and then they have to get the right guests on. But I feel like we'll, we'll see very similar, very similar structures of shows. But there'll be um, with new guests, with modern guests, 
with modern casts and stuff like that. So we'll see them sort of revamp in a different way. I was kind of of the opposite view, especially about Soccer Saturday, just because I'm really really nostalgic in terms of who I want to see on TV. Um, I did really like their... Chemistry. Yeah, that's no surprise, man. You're a Liverpool fan. They're all Liverpool fans, aren't they? <laughs> no, like, I just like their chemistry. <laughs> every, every single one of them supposed to Liverpool fan. <laughs> I really, really love their on-screen chemistry and they just seem to get along so well. So, like, watching Soccer Sunday, say, Soccer Saturday, when I couldn't watch a match or... Let's say I couldn't get a stream up. Um, I pay for my football, but you know, no, we do what we can to see what we need to see. But um, I really enjoyed watching them on screen. I hope, hopefully, I hope the revamp goes really well. I hope they're able to build the same or similar type of chemistry. Um, I feel like Michael Richards is a really good pundit. Alex Scott is a really good pundit herself. Jamie Genius is tipped to be the next match they host. He's a really good pundit. So hopefully they can offer the right balance of chemistry and analysis. That but the thing is, none of them have even been confirmed for anything. People no, are just they like, making they were, just jumping ahead. Yeah. 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 Assumptions, you know, and it's like mm. it's, it's ridiculous that you, you'd attack these these young people trying to. I haven't your career. really um, I haven't really listened to Mickey Richards, but um, Alex Scott, yeah, like she's good. Yeah. And like, it would be nice to get a woman in sport. Like, it is a male. Yeah, yeah. See, I agree with you, but for me, it should be a merit. And the good thing yeah. about her is yeah. that all said is she's, that I think because she's she is aware of the fact that because she's a woman, people will question her place there. So she almost makes sure she does her due diligence and puts in that extra effort. So yeah, she when she research. is there and her analysis is on point, it's better than a lot of the men's analysis. You know what, you know what makes me laugh? I remember yeah, um, yeah, Alex yeah. Scott with, um, what's that guy? Um, Ince's, um, Tom Ince's dad. What's his name again? Paul Ince. Paul Ince. Wow, yeah, the one wow. I've never heard him, I've God, never heard him referred to Wait. as Tom, <laughs> Ince's, Tom Ince's dad, you know? <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Nah, do you know what? <laughs> right, there must have been on a match of the day together, you know, to, um, Alex Scott and uh, Paul Ince, they were on match of the day together. And uh, Alex Scott absolutely finished him. Like, it, you should have mm. seen his face. He was so rattled that a woman was actually, like, doing analysis better than him. He couldn't believe his, like, his face just said, rock. This is girl, bruv. Get off the stage, man. I don't want to be here, bruv. Get me out of this. Sort of thing, for a while. What was the first thing she started? Was it World Cup or Euros? She done, um, she done the... Euros. It was Euros yeah, cool. I remember seeing her in the Euros and she was really assured of herself. Really I think she was still playing back then as well. Yeah. She was really, really good. And I was thinking, yeah, she's earmarked in it. Like, she's going to go far. Yeah, you love to see it. Okay. So, um, this one is interesting. Um, every few years, it seems like um, Messi is not happy with Barca and he, he, he's trying <laughs> oh. to get out of there. Um, <laughs> but this time, it, it looks like it might be real. So, we're talking about 731 games, 634 goals, 285 assists, 34 major honours. Um, it looks like he, he's ready to finally leave uh, the roost. Uh, his contract has a clause in it that at the end of every season, if he lets them know that he wants to leave, um, that they'll let him go. Uh, obviously, the situation being with COVID, um, he would have, in normal terms, would have had to tell them this in May. Uh, while from his perspective, well, this, it's been an extra long season. So now is when, now is the end of the season. So now I'm telling you. Um, so his lawyers are arguing that he should be able to leave for free. While Barca and La Liga are saying, listen, he ain't going unless you're paying his 700 million euros uh, release, release clause. He's been linked with City and a, a few other clubs. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on Messi leaving Barca? 
and, and potentially come into play his trade at 33 over here. I don't blame him, man. He must be embarrassed, bro. <laughs> buying, what have I done to them? Like, he's just thinking, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm a big man for this. I'm a big man. Oh, and he's man. a big man for this. Messi don't deserve that, man. They don't, man. If he leaves, though, Barcelona and Liga both done out here, man. Both they are. If they lose, if they lose Messi, commercially, they're, they're, yeah. they're finished. In terms I, of... I personally didn't want to skim here. I know it's a lot of... Um, uh, it's against the grain, and I'm not trying to be contrarian at all. I just, I really want to protect Messi's legacy because mm. the thing is, the public, Twitter, like... Social... Can his legacy be questioned? Actually? Yeah, no, but, no, but they, they question it already. You know what these look like, man? Yeah, true, these little, true. especially them Ronaldo boys, man. They, they just talk so ah, much crap about Ronaldo him. Like, like Messi's some small boy to him, bro. Them Ronaldo boys. Hey, <laughs> right, them Ronaldo boys need to chill, man. Disrespect Messi as it is, yeah. Shanta Ronaldo and them, yeah? And the yeah. Way I... <laughs> the, way, the way I look at it is Messi's intensity, obviously, his quality is unquestionable. His intensity is falling already, as it is in La Liga. Uh, someone pulled up um, a really good metric and a really good graph the other day about the number of intensity, uh, high-intensity sprints versus something else in terms of just showing how intense the league is. The Prem was off the charts compared to everyone else. Um, and so I would like him, if you, I would like him, yeah, to leave Barca, but if you, I'd like him to do a tour of the other leagues. The yeah, I, I I don't want to see him in the Prem either, man. I can't I lie. I know what you're saying. I still. wouldn't mind seeing him in the Prem just because I would want to see him week in, week out. Just yeah, yeah, that's nice. But and I, just, I also feel like at City, Pep has the right team to get the best out of Messi. I feel like Messi with a free roll and how intense City press anyway mm. can do it. Ten, sorry, nine players pressing about and Messi having a free roll. I think Messi would thrive in that atmosphere. Yeah, like, you could do. I the just, culture, the I thing is, though, that, that I'm wondering, though, is how do they make it work financially, City? Like, oil money, man. They would have to, obviously, if they do the release course thing, they would have to exchange players, no? Like, they're not just balance release, it out. They're not paying this 700 million release course. So, yeah. the way they'll do it is find an agreement with Barcelona. If they find an agreement with Barcelona, they'll probably do a player exchange and cash deal. Fine. But what they probably do, because Messi obviously earns like one hundred million pounds a year. Or yeah, yeah. Um, a so mill a week. They make him an employee. Oh. City Football Group. Right. That's some, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Leroy uh, says a hundred million a year. Mark a, a week. So it's a mill a week. It's a mill a week base okay. contract. It's nine hundred and eighty-eight thousand a week. Oh, but, that, wait, but that's net. That's net after tax. I saw it. Yeah, that's stupid. So yeah, so the Barcelona, he's costing Barcelona something like a hundred million. That's how much that that cost is to Barcelona. A year, crazy. That, that's a mad thing, still, bro. Mm. <laughs> Boy, we we ain't see him in Emirates anytime soon. Oh man! Hey. So what what the rumors are is they're making an employee of City Football Group. So they'll do two years at Man City and then three years at New York. And then um, they'll spread that cost over the five years and backload the payments to when he's at the New York branch and pay a lot of the payments in um, image rights because I think you can only pay a maximum of 15% image rights because there was a, a, a change because a lot of players were getting paid like 8% image rights and basically dodging tax. And they changed the law 10 years ago in the UK. So you can only receive a maximum of 50% of your overall payment from image rights or something like that. So they'll backload it, and then when he's in New York, they can pay him a hell of a lot more in image rights. 
and then they can pay him some like consultancy fees with Citigroup and being an ambassador and all that type of stuff, basically to make up the money that um, he's not going to be getting while at City, just so City can circumvent FFP, but then Messi gets his money. Mm, that's interesting. I mean, man. all of that still, that's really insightful still. I love, that's, that's what you get when you read, Marco. Um, I'd, love, <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see it happen. Um, yeah, man, F it. I'd love to see it happen. Like For me, his legacy is unquestionable. I think I was watching a, a 10-minute comp uh, earlier today. Is there anybody, at Messi at his best, was there anybody on earth who was so much better at their job than everybody else, relatively speaking? He's ridiculous, ridiculous, nah. man. You ridiculous. Know, you know what changed me personally, yeah? Arsenal fans, you're going to hate me for this one, yeah? But see, when he lobbed it over our moon, yeah, he didn't the goal. Oh my god. Bro, I was like, clapping, man. Also, where we, we got spun, like, but our moon is coming out and he lifts it over him and then volleys it in the goal. Bro, he's done that I to us twice. Like, That's what's mad. He done it um Ah uh, He done out at the Emirates as well. He chipped over Chesney and then passing to the net. Like the guy's fake, mm. bro. And I was watching a Pep documentary the other day about Pep's um building Barcelona and they showed a messy goal where he did a double touch while his foot was still in the air and then whacked it with his right foot top corner. Yeah, he's the best. He's the best ever. Some of the stuff I've seen him do is just magical. Like I can't expect anyone else to do that. And I think he's so clear with most players technically. He's so gifted at what he does, being the height that he is to be that dominant. Listen, man, he clears sport. every sort yeah, of the, 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 the holistic test, which is the quality of what you're doing across 90 minutes. He's far and away the best. Statistically, only one player matches him statistically. He's the best dead ball specialist in the world. At his best, he was the best one-on-one player in the world. At, the be- at his best, he was a, a world-class striker, a world-class creator, and a world-class wide forward, all wrapped into one player. Um, it's ridiculous. Even if we say this Messi is, what, 70 80%, maybe a bit lower than 70% of the best Messi we've ever seen, he'll, he'll come to the Premier and he will definitely The, the only thing numbers. that makes me sad about him is that not winning the World Cup, that, that's the only sad thing, man. Uh, I actually yeah. wish he did that win was it. Painful but his best yeah, chance was probably when he was that, that team when, they were, when he was 18 and it was crazy. I think the manager was Peckerman and Messi kind of came on, he came onto the scene that season and because like the older guys had got them to the World Cup, Peckerman was of the opinion like, oh, he has to come on as a sub and they were all like, he's our best player. Just like, Which we don't year was care. that? Um, 2006. He was, yeah. our, he, he was our well, best. German. He's our best. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our best player. Like, we don't care. We want to win. Just start just start this guy. And he was like, no, no, no. Hi, I, think, I think, though, against Germany as well was a good chance for him to win it. Yeah, when Germany Brian South Africa, those chances. Yeah. Um, 2012, isn't it? No, uh, yeah, when Germany 2014, won it. 2014, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were, yeah, they were that was a very good chance. They were lucky that final. They missed some good chances. He he was far from his. He missed his a chance sharpest. himself, which I was surprised at. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you, when you talk about everything he's, he's given the game, to see it end like this at Barca. New home ownership can be a real eye opener, but it's the perfect time to look into Homeowner 101 from the Home Depot. Free live streaming workshops taught by expert associates now at HomeDepot.com/workshops. You'll find indoor and outdoor workshops, even home systems workshops. Plus, you'll get the know-how you need to care for your biggest investment. Master the basics at Homeowner 101, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at myhealthpolicy.com. 
Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Uh, because for yeah, me, I thought you'd at varsity was like 36 and go to like Argentina, go play. Yeah, I, I really thought that as well. Or, or, or yeah, something. I think it's a good thing for Barca. What, because they've been riding his coattails for so They've been riding his coattails for so long, yeah? No, that Anjamil, that Anjamil, ah, that must be touching them now. The thing is, there's certain things like, obviously Messi's incredible, but there's certain things players getting too powerful. The reason Barca are in a lot of this situation is because Messi's not happy. I want to do this for Messi. I want, Messi wanted Suarez to get this big new contract when he was clearly nearly finished. Like Things like that. I think, one, they're in a lot of debt. So selling Messi for a decent fee and getting players in return. So the kind of players... So they need a centre-back. They need a forward. They need um, some, another centre-mid. They need... What else do they need? They need, they need the quality players. So I'm they need some defenders as well. If they, they're not bad. They want to take Bernardo Silva... They want to take Garcia. They want to take either one of Rodri or Gabriel Jesus. That sorts out a lot of their problems. Plus a lot of money to help clear their debts. Plus, obviously, Messi's 100 plus mil salary off the wage books. They can start to rebuild. Like Messi coming in to finish a City team, which would be great because that, they're nearly there, but they need that final push to really go and win the Champions League. But Barcelona need a complete blow up and start again. So doing that, clearing the debt with that money, only keeping their young players, getting rid of the old players, including Messi, Freeing up their wage bill and getting um, some new young players from City, I think that'll be actually good for all parties. Interesting. Mm. So what you you see it's a win-win for both parties, but you just you just see it from a, as being a Messi fan, you want his legacy preserved. I just want to because I know for a fact if Messi goes Juve, he'll go win the league. Then he'll go Paris, yeah. go win the league. Because uh, who what, what else? What other clubs? He goes Bayern, will go win the league. If he comes to City, I know they'll be amazing. They might not win the league. It's going to be a tough thing. Like, and I just want his legacy cemented. I want him to go and literally have a jolly up, do a, do, do a tour and go go to New York and go like sell it to the sunset. Right? Just because I know people, I, I just know people are going to chat shit if Messi comes here and it's not like an absolute mazine he gets 40 goals or something. Mm, it's, tr- it's true, it's true. I mean, you know, yeah, it's do- mad that he's held to that standard that if he gets 40 goals, that's a quiet season for him. That's, that's the standard he set for himself, that's though. Standard, that's that's that's, that's, yeah, that's 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 the levels that he's an amazing player, man. Yeah, I mean, if, you, you, the words don't do him justice. Like, I just for me, it's just the quality of his execution on a game by game basis, man. And you don't have to go on YouTube and you and you, and you see it all. You see it all there, you know. It's like you, you, you go and you go and check um, his season comps, and his season comps are like an hour long. Uh, other guys' season comps are like 10 minutes long. And it's uh, the quality of his work year in, year out for the last decade plus has just been incomparable, really. And yeah, however it ends, man, it's, 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 been, a, it's been a pleasure. I watched his debut. I remember I bought the 442 article, um, the 442 magazine where it's like Ronaldinho introduces Messi 
And this was like mm. a 17-year-old Messi. They were hit Ronaldinho and Maradona. Like, this kid is going to be the best player in the world. And he's, 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 he's gone beyond what anyone could have really have expected of him, man. So, if he wants to leave Barca now, let him go, man. Let's just let him go. Yeah, Take man. the money and let him go, man. I remember as a young kid against Chelsea, I think, when he was 16. I can't remember what number he was wearing. And he was ripping apart Chelsea. 30, I think. He, he, I think he tore, uh, he, he tore Del Horno a new one. Yeah, 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 I remember man. when it's back when Chelsea used to like put um make their pitch real like um, muddy and put sand oh. on it so the Borsa was ah, what a nasty club man <laughs> <laughs> what a nasty club man so yeah we'll, we'll see what happens with that and I just want to finish up with you guys just a quick uh, roundup talking some transfer news um I'll start with Thiago because it seems like he's been peddled to every one of our clubs at some point. So, obviously, the links are still the strongest with you guys, Marco. Um, mm. While I hear Arteta spoke to him, Leroy and mm. all, um, and obviously Manchester United are always... You know, yeah. I'm going to probably realise he wants 300 bags a week before you go. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I, 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 I thought, you know what, I've only got 50s in it, big man. So Yeah, it's tight, it's tight. Um, how about you, Marco, how confident are you that he's going to come in? Right now, I'm about 80% still. Um, I know the club want to get around, so pay around twenty-two point seven million for him. Do you know why though? What it's contract? That's, a very, that's yeah. a very exact that's, figure, isn't it? That's why. That's the figure I've seen floated about in it, and I can't remember where. I might have been on the flag, but I can't remember where exactly I saw that figure floated about. But yeah, their stance is he's twenty-nine. He's in the last year of his contract. Yeah. We can agree a P contract in January, and we have a wealth of midfielders at the moment. But my argument is we don't have a wealth of midfielders of his standard. And if we do bring in a player like Not, Nabi, not Nabi Keita, no? No, Nabi I think Nabi Keita is a great player, but I think Thiago is oh, world class. You, oh, you think Nabi Keita is great, do you? Great yeah, player? I've always been running that. I've always been running that. Nabi... Boy, what's he, what's he done that's great, bro? <sighs> you can see the glimpse. <laughs> in that's what it is. I think he will develop into a great player. He looks a lot stronger this season say, towards the end of lockdown compared to prior. Um, he looks like he's adapted to the league a lot better. And throughout pre-season, I feel like he's been our best player. I feel like if he when started... When did pre-season start? Um, two, no, a week ago, we've had two games in pre-season. He's and been he's, what, he's looked good, yeah? Yeah, he's looked amazing in both. Okay. Who did you like, play? Who did you play? Um, Salzburg and... I can't remember. Stuttgart. So maybe, yeah, Stuttgart, Stuttgart. My bad. And he was the best oh. player at Stuttgart. By hands down, like easily. Um, isn't, like, um, isn't Genie um, um, linked away though? Yeah, we all have our different views on How Genie. come you guys want to get rid of him? It seems like he's, uh, he's quite... It's, it's not really an enforced move. It's more like he's coming into the last year of his contract. What do we do? Is he going to sign a new contract? Because... We've put offer on the table. He hasn't signed it at the moment. Um, do you want to lose a player for free or do you want to get some money for him? That's where we're at at the moment. And that's why there's so many rumours surrounding him. Um, I don't think any Liverpool fan wants to completely get rid of Genie because he is a really, really good player for us in our system. But the fact that Thiago is available and people are using, well, rumours are saying that Genie is the reason why Thiago is not coming because we have a wealth of midfielders and the club don't see a need for an extra midfielder. It seems like a lot of fans are starting to turn against them slightly just because Thiago is a class above. 
Wow. Well, why are you not turning against him? That makes no sense, bruv. He's done your it's team. He's Thiago. done his thing. Thiago. Yeah, when but still, like, Wait, what, what it's not his fault. What did you say earlier, man? Back your own. That's, that's yeah, scary, that's, boy. That's my start. My that's start scary, bro. My start is wow. back your own. My start is keep Genie Wijnaldum and get Thiago. Yeah, that, that should that's be my it. my start. But I understand what... The, we need Genie out because we want Thiago in. All right, man, you lot, your fans scare me, bro. I can't lie. Wait, we have scary fans <laughs> in every segment. Not just Liverpool. There's Arsenal scary fans. There's... Man yeah, yeah. Our scary fans just track flights of players in it and try try to detect where they are with grass or some madness like that. Yeah, breaking down, breaking down Insta live vids. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a card that Arsenal used to pick up players. Wait, the, the breakdown um, I saw of Gabriel was nuts. But... That was right, scary, but now we mentioned so Gabriel, scary, guys. That that's basically done now, isn't it? You don't know yet, man. Like, it's not been announced. Seriously, bro. it's not done till it's done, big man. Yeah, it's not announced, <laughs> so we don't know. Bro. <laughs> Man, you know, Matt, come in last minute, offer him triple what? Nah, that's what you're already done that. They failed, so it's fine. That's, that, that's, that's not happening. Um, so you don't know, but you're talking like you, you know. So I want one of you to stick your necks out. Either either wind your neck in or stick your neck out, innit? <laughs> you got one one or two options. If he comes, it will be a good addition. Like, but what, one thing I'll say about that, especially with Arsenal fans, be patient. Because from what I've watched of him, he's not the finished article and he's going to make a good amount of mistakes. He's very light. So when I watch him and Saliba in comparison, Saliba looks way more refined as a defender than he does. Gabriel looks like a really raw, like, you know them, like, kind of athlete players, super strong, super fast. Mm. But he, a lot of technical faults in his defending, tackling with the wrong foot, going with the wrong side, a lot of unclean, unorthodox tackles, but he gets the job done. So he, he's one of those players that's like a very coachable defender. He's got all the attributes you'd want. But he's gonna take time, and he might make errors as well. So just be patient with him. Like people need to stop over putting too much on Gabriel and Saliba together. Like Saliba as well. He's a young, he's a young guy. He didn't even play the other day. Like Arteta's, like gonna bring him in slowly. These guys are gonna come in over time. It's not gonna be an instant fix to our defense. This is for the like, future. Yeah, and um, yeah, I look forward to it. How do you feel about William while we're here? Ah, oh, fam. Do you know what? The William signing originally made me sick, like sick to my stomach. I was thinking, 30, he's what, just turned 32 years old and we'll give him a three-year deal to his 35 years old. Like, it's another case of Chelsea players come to collect their pension at Arsenal. Mm, and, and in the chat, you lot can't quite agree on how much he's been paid a week. Oh, but it's just... <laughs> no, I, I don't know for me, man. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The worst, bro. When they signed Tiago Silva, he started bringing all the maths in. Start doing, nah, 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 it's definitely not getting that. <laughs> Gosh. He's going to get a handsome sign on for you. He's come for a free, he's a Brazilian international, he's an experienced Premier League player. He's going to get a handsome sign on for you, whatever. But what, the William signing wouldn't be bad, and I'd warn to it, if he's going to play on the left, because I'm, I'm hearing he's going to play number 10 for us, which is going to be smelly, like horrible. <laughs> if he's actually going to play on the left, and we get two more midfielders who are, attacking and technically good, then actually it's not a terrible signing. So um, it really depends who, who else we get. Who else we get. If it's an addition, if he's the main like main like main attraction in our attack, no, nah, dead. If he's just a nice little piece to put on the left, no, no problem. I ain't got a big deal with that. Cool. Um all all, all for all intents and purposes it looks like we're signing uh, Donny van der Beek 40, 45 million from Ajax. Um yeah, I think he's coming in to provide squad depth. Uh, yeah, I think so. He's surely a so. starter, no? 
No, I don't think he's coming. I don't think he's coming in to start. Um, I think. Oh. I, I, I think um, at the moment the, the 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 starting attacking offensive midfielder is still Bruno, and obviously Pogba's going to start. And um, yeah, then you've got you've got Matic. I think he he provides an upgrade on the other options we have. Um, people who watch him say that they f- he f- they feel like he he's well rounded enough to play all midfield roles to a certain extent. And so, mm. and, and, and so the feeling is, wow, he's definitely a better offensive-minded midfielder. I mean, you, you see the goals that he grabs for Ajax, the positions that he gets into off the ball and, and his finishing and decision-making when he gets there. Um, would you rather play him than play Fred? Would you rather play him than play McTominay instead of Matic? I, I don't know. But um, at the same time, while we need more top-end quality, the, the, the biggest issue for us was the fact that when our starters had to come off, the dropping quality was absolutely horrendous. So I'm not mad at it. 40 million is a calm fee for him. We'll, we'll, we'll see what he does, man. Because 40 million is a star player. So. Yeah, yeah, I know it's levels. It's like obviously, like we started this summer trying to get in Sancho, you know, and um, Dortmund wanted 90 mil up, up front, first year things. And that obviously looks like it's not going to happen now. But I think for us, 40 million is like, yeah, calm, solid. Squaddies, so you spent 40 million on Van der Beek and City has spent 40 million on um, Ake. Squaddies. Mm. Uh, see, see the thing? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's levels, isn't it? Because for them, like, I get it. Like, they just want to kind of um, smooth around the edges. For us, it's like, we need squaddies, but we also need some guys who are coming in to start and replace the, the poorer quality that we have. So we've just got a lot of work to be done. Um, obviously, United fans have getting aggy because it seems like everybody apart from us are actually making moves, signing players. The season starts in two weeks. It's, it's, it's Ed Woodward, isn't it? We, we know what he's about at this point. Bit of a joker. Uh, more more money than sense. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I think they'll get players in, but you're talking about probably that's going to go up to the last year of the transfer. The thing is for me that I'm really shocked, you know, like we've said it in our future, I'm, I'm so shocked you're not going for party, you know. Like it, yeah, it, yeah, that's it, a, it really thing, surprises thing. me because ridiculous. I feel blatant. like if you added them to your midfield, you fix a lot of problems that yeah. you have. Partey, Pogba, and Bruno would be well beaten. That man. that that would be a that would be a crazy. Not even Bruno, Van der Beek with them yeah. too. Because I think he's better than Bruno for me, and as a footballer, I, I, I prefer Van der Beek to Bruno for me. But yeah, that that would be a hell of a sign for you. But it's a shame you're not going for him because. Um, even, even like, I feel like you should get another centre-back. I mean, that goes without saying. I don't think any of our two starting centre-backs are really the quality to be starting for Manchester United. No. The problem is, one of them is a captain and costs 80 million. Um, and the other and costs you like 60. 40, 40. 40 okay. that, that, that old maths there, boy. Um, <laughs> I feel <laughs> Smallland's come back. We, we, didn't, we didn't sell him to Roma in the end. So the same way Liverpool have loads of midfielders, we have loads of defenders. So you've got Maguire, Bailly, Phil Jones, Rojo, uh, you got a lot. Smalling, small uh, Lindelof. So before anybody more comes in, you need they've to got to get rid of well. a couple. And again, we're we're very generous in terms. What of about um, left back? Yeah. What's going on there? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's some pictures of Luke Shaw recently looking like again like he's in the best <laughs> shape of his life. He seems to put it back on after like a, a like two games. It seems like he he balloons back up to his uh his usual weight. But I don't think we're signing any any left backs. I think they really really want Sancho. And the thing is, mm. Dortmund are not going to budge. Dortmund are not going to budge. They're trying to play this waiting game. I think like they may have already missed their window because Dortmund are kind of like, once pre-season starts, we're not doing any more transfer business. This is when our... does the um, Bundesliga start? 
Um, I don't know because their preseason started at early the 10th of August. All right, they must be starting their season next week, and bro, they must I, be, I, I, I think once the season starts, that that deal is yeah, dead in the water. Gonna, I don't, yeah. I don't see them letting that sort of transfer saga affect their season, especially like yeah. Dortmund are used to this sort of stuff. So. For me as well, yeah, with United, if you don't get him this summer, I mean, next summer, like, not every club's going to have bread like that, but I feel like a lot more competition will come in for him next summer. Who, who, who do you see the competition we'll go, we'll go being? We'll for him next If he's going to be about, we'll go for him next summer. For more okay, yeah, I'll be honest, you ain't got the peas, big man. You ain't got the facilities. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you, you ain't got the facilities, big man. We'll see, man. We'll see, man. Um, but I don't see it happening anyway. So just to add to what um, I was saying before we move on, and they have an injury to Marco Royce at the moment, I believe. As well, yeah. Another yeah, day, yeah, another yeah. day, boy. That's just unusual for Marco Royce. Yeah, yeah so that's I a norm for him. Personally, letting wanting to let him go anyway because Sancho will feel that Marco Royce gap in it. He's star boy, yeah. Sancho is the main man. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I just think my issue with us is our name is just everywhere. That's why, like, transfer season for me, it just, I don't get invested in it anymore because... Mm. It's a mess with United, like, isn't it? You see us yeah. linked to every single every player, player and our understanding of our, mm. our, our, our internally our strategy so bureaucratic. Ed Wood was shocked like a trust fund baby, for real. <laughs> 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 my man just goes, he just goes into hours and, and just sees, I, I want that. What's this deal? I like that. Tell me about that. I like that. Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just let it spread and it fit everywhere. And it's like when you see someone bidding on something, it's like, oh, what's that? What's going on here? Yeah, let me, let me put my money, let me put my money in the mixer. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, like, showing is flexing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I think that's 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 why. Because I think I think a couple of times you're a bit cheeky this week asking why Gabriel's coming Arsenal over Man U. I seen it, but I didn't reply in it. Man, <laughs> man seen it. Don't worry. Don't you worry, bro. I saw it. Um, listen. If a team, yeah, is putting the work in, getting to know you, getting to know your agent, pitching their club, pitching your place, what we can do for your development, and that, that those conversations are happening over months, yeah? You think you can just come in because you're offering a man, like, maybe 10, 15K more a week? Uh, yeah, come and play for us. We'll give you more money. Like, no, like, bro, like, it's not going to run, like, especially if your team's not levels. Like, yeah, I'll do that if Pep wants me to come play for City. Like, if I go to City, I earn good money. I'll probably be in the running to win stuff. And if I back my ability, I, I see myself improving under Pep as a player and eventually making a staple for myself and the team. I'm not coming Manchester United to do that. You man on the absolute joke thing. You've got like four good players, man. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't move. You can't move like that if your club ain't level. So I'm yeah, gonna, we. I'm going to quote Gabriel's agent. He said. Arsenal was nowhere near, and I quote, nowhere near the best financial offer, but we like the project. So I'm hearing Of course, it. yeah, I don't I, I, I'm I hearing see it was more than 20 bags, G. I'm hearing it was a lot more than that. I, yeah, I, I, think, but I think one I mean, of the problems United have, though, is. <laughs> yeah, well, it can be 20 bags, but obviously, over the course of a year, yeah, 20 times 52. Yeah, Marco, you do the math for us. Like, it's a lot of money. Like. <laughs> do you know what is with United, though? It, it, it's more to do with, like, I, what what is Ollie's? What does he want? What direction does he want to go? I was trying to hold myself back here, but from from what I saw, the news stories were saying he was calling him Gabby, and that from the first conversation, it was a bit too familiar. Yeah, but uh, that's Ollie though. He's a good yeah, like, 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 Gabby. Like, you are, mate. Yeah, like. It works with some players, but what works with everybody in it? Yeah, Manchester United. Yeah, United. Yeah, Champions League final. Yeah, that's a goal. <laughs> yeah, like I work with some people, but not everybody has that draw in it. Not everybody's attracted to that type of personality in it. So, well, it's got a pool that Arteta does, you know what I'm saying? When Arteta gets on the blower, it's long for me. Oh, it's long, bro. 
Hmm. What's Arteta's resume? Willian. Um, Fam, don't don't get like, twisted. You know, you know, if Arteta had the peas in it, it would be Pablo up to Messi. Like, yo, yo, Messi, come here, fam. Come, come, come. So, so wait, hold on. Come what here, Arteta, fam. What pull has Arteta got in you? Willian, who, um, Pablo Mari. Listen, you already signed him when it was Emery. So no, 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 Let's remember this though. Arteta ain't got the he ain't got the funds like that in it. You get me? So, really so what's the, the fool? So why are you even saying Arteta fool then? But but if you had the funds, you know you know my man, innit? So, hyper, so hypothetical fool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know if he calls up Messi, Messi's gonna be like, right, hey, dude, I, I'll pull up, I'll pull up, you know that like that. <laughs> you don't have to sell your whole club, man, to pay Messi's wages for a year, man. You gotta give him like ten percent equity in the in, in Arsenal. Yeah, hey, we gotta have to give him shares, bro. For, for for real, for real. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll see it play out. The transfer window is running until what? Um, early October, mid October. Yeah, yeah, so 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 we're going to see. I'm sure a, a lot more twists and turns, and especially with games actually being played. So you know, players can get injured, managers mm-hmm. can see their teams playing. You guys are just not it, man. So I need to get more reinforcements. So I think once the season starts, you're going to see a couple of clubs move a bit more, a bit more eagerly. I think Manchester United being one of them. Um, and, and and that's it, lads. So Marco. Thank you for coming through. You know, you've had a tough weekend, but you chose to end it with us. We appreciate that. We appreciate yeah, you. Um, Leroy, always a pleasure. Uh, oh, it's always good to see you, man. Nice bag in the back. Can I get that bag in the back with the leather Which and the, the white and the... Don't block it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> send, send, send me one of them, yeah? Nice, I will, nice, I will. Nice, I'll post nice, the TV. Nice one, brother. Um, <laughs> lads, um, take care, man. Stay safe. Take no care, bro. Man. Peace, peace. Best. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee, ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Sports Social Podcast Network.